0: All right. What's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of In These Quarantines. I am a friendly neighborhood host, Juggernauts. And let's jump right in, shall we? All right. there, you guys know I've been raving so much about the Batman. I love that movie so much. I haven't had the chance to see it a second time yet. i uh, try try find time, The following movie is about three hours long, also kind of makes that a bit problematic. But I'm definitely looking forward to checking out again. Um, I love what, what I got so far with the first view. The, the tone, the cinematography, the setting, the performances, the score, man, so much. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, obviously, and I have some of my own shortcomings. I have some issues with the movie, but I think very minor issues. But all in all, I enjoyed the movie massively. Anyway, Matt Reeves, director, was actually, you know, obviously, he's been going through a lot of interviews and shedding more light on the movie and, and potential spin-offs and things like that. Now, so far, we, we know, we already know that there's a Penguin spin-off coming, which will also be starring Colin Farrell. Which my goodness, man! I was I was always um, curious about the Penguin TV series because I like Colin Farrow anyways. But i had not seen the Batman. But after watching the Batman, now I'm interested in the Colin Farrow um, Penguin spin Like, because I was always wondering, like, why would you do a TV series around the Penguin? But considering how the Batman ended, i kind of seen where Penguin can go from there. I'm, I'm actually very much interested in that now. Um, yeah. But one thing, another piece of news that's interesting is this. There were two spinners that were already planned before the batman dropped and that was the aforementioned the penguin and the second one was actually a gcpd tv series now right of the bat um i was a bit skeptical about it to be honest because we already had gotham the gotham tv series on fox which for me was a mixed bag i think for me personally gotham worked very well when it was focused on the villains per se like i, I love the, the red line that one i love uh, the penguin in that one i actually enjoyed fish mooney although although um Jedha pinkett's performance got a bit too hammy but yeah i actually really enjoyed them um, victor's all, all that stuff And whenever they focus on the Bruce Wayne part of things were just like because it was batman without batman you know it was just weird you know but besides the point I, so i wasn't that ecstatic about the, the gcpd planned um, tv spin-off but then um, now we've got news that, unfortunately, that GCPD spin-off has kind of, let's say, been shelved, and it has morphed into the upcoming Arkham series, Arkham Asylum TV series spin-off now from the Batman universe. And what, you no, know, one I've gotten is we've now got the synopsis of what the show was going to be. And now, upon hearing the synopsis, I'm actually very much more interested in the GCPD show. i was point, it was going to focus on a kind of crooked cop. We're gonna be a point of view working in GCPD, working in Gotham, and then he's like Batman, you know, he's going through his ways, his corrupt ways, and things, but then he kind of gets this, um, I would say, inspiration or change of heart or whatever due to the influence of Batman in the city, and so he's trying to like fight against himself, his inner kind of corrupt, um, you know, id you know trying to fight against his, his inner selves inner demons do the right thing and i thought that could be really interesting actually but you know that's scrapped now and then now we're having an Arkham Asylum spin off now this actually intrigues me far more much more um j- just because of one particular reason one of the best things about the, the Matrix Batman movie that i loved ex- you know ex- that i think they executed perfectly was the portrayal of Gotham i believe that the Gotham city was literally vi- um you know portrayed as a living, breathing character. You could feel, you know, when the things are going on, the corruption, how the first-round corruptions are affecting the city, how the citizens are gloomy and, you know, kind of disheartened by what's going on. And then the third, the third act, when they love like, danger that besieges the city, you kind of feel for the city itself. So I like that a lot in the Batman movie so i'm very curious to what those with the outcome asylum series now we have no we have no synopsis or plot points so far but there were some theories that were going around and i, and I like some of them uh, i believe john campier from the john campier show one of my favorite movie talk personality or podcast like ever um he mentioned one thing really intriguing that i think will really really work so he, he's proposing more of like an anthology series so um the akham asylum show takes place in You know, each episode is a self contained story that focuses on probably a villain's origin. Because I mean, this is a year two Batman story, right? I mean we are seeing origins of people like the penguin, Catwoman and the rest, right? I mean even Ridler as well. So it'd be nice to see my imagine is an episode focused on Victor Zaz, one focused on um um Harley or somebody or, or Joker, one focused on what oh, can i ever think of the other i don't think of the fantastical characters actually but you, you, you guys get it get the point though you just focus on each different or scarecrow and things like that and it's even more interesting if let's say hugo strange is like the point of view you know maybe it, it's each episode opens with him okay so why what brings you here and then the person is telling their story and then they are showing their past but juxtaposing it juxtaposition it with their current situation and things like that then another one that i think might also be quite interesting is also set as an anthological series but then you show it from the perspective perspective of perspective of each villain or whatever or or, or inmate and just show it and then just kind of show how each of them kind of fits into the whole Gotham scenario and how they react to the Batman either way dude i'm actually open to whatever they want to do they can still make it serialized you know and um it could still work but i'm really really intrigued what they want to do with this now another additional thing is this um Batfish also spoke about potential, I mean, I mean, at this point, I think a sequel is all but confirmed, but it's not officially confirmed anyway, but I'm pretty sure they're going to do a sequel now. But he talked about the, you know, potential other villains you can use. Now, one thing that's important about this Batman movie is the fact that he's extremely grounded and realistic in his approach. And I feel like that automatically excludes certain type of villains that can appear, like maybe Killer Croc or Clayface. I mean, you could go grounded with those two. You can make Killer Croc this... I don't know kind of um, vicious killer um, human being with this skin condition and massive appetite that goes around and eats flesh or you can make clay face this being this person that, is, that person impersonates people by making this hyper realistic um, face move out of clay or something like that but I feel like there's some, there are still some characters that can really be done well like Black Mask he's already a grounded character you know you already have those ones so I think um he, he then he mentioned the character that I, I think is also very interesting I can be really grounded and that's mr freeze now of course mr freeze his classic story is the fact that he's this brilliant scientist that his his wife nora had a uh, you know terminal illness so he said to freeze her and kind of experiment and wait to find a cure for her ailment but along the line he messes up and he i think if an explosion happens and then he's inflicted of the skin condition where he has to where he, he cannot he can only survive temperatures below sub-zero temperatures and he has to kind of wear containment suits and things like that now i mean the most fantastical element out of, out of that is the most it's the part that has to do with his freeze gun and wearing the freeze suit but i think you could do something like maybe can keep the story with his wife with, with him freezing his wife i don't think that's too fantastical to imagine i mean we have cryogenics existing we just don't have it that far gone so he freezes his wife down right and then could maybe he starts kidnapping like homeless people and abandoned people and you know he, he experiments on them with drugs to try and because he's taking those homeless people because he they're most likely less unaccounted for or less accounted for right rather and then he becomes this kind of serial killer character but we see a little bit of empathy because you understand what he's going through he's trying to cure his wife by the expense of other people's lives so i feel like he's kidnapping people maybe he's driving around in ice cream trucks to look to making himself less conspicuous and things like that but i i could definitely see a grounded mr freeze among other other villains i mean two face can also easily be done as well you know and many others even bane actually i think you could even still do bane different from Dark Knight Rises and still ground him you could just be this kind of um vicious ganglia is addicted to this venom substance that enhances kind of like a form of steroids enhances his strength and things like that and kind of dealing with it and stuff but yeah dude i'm so excited for the future of the this this particular batman movie and it's it's kind of future and it's you know uh its potential and i'm really hoping it delivers man i really really hope they do they do a lot of stuff but let me see um I, i'm i'm yeah so what are your thoughts actually on mr Freeze being a potential villain do you think they can still do a good job with him While, you know, excluding a fantastical element. Or do you think they should, they should keep, they should keep it as grounded and keep it a bit more open-ended? I would prefer to stay grounded myself. But only time would tell and we'll see how things go from there. All right. Uh, actually, still on the Batman, actually. Uh, Matthew's made some statements that I found really, really intriguing. Which, I mean, at first glance, I think it could be like a subtle diss to, to, to the MCU. But I still think it holds merit on its own. So he talked about the fact that, you know, he's not, um, he's looking to create, you know, quality over quantity in the sense that I'm just paraphrasing here, yeah, obviously, but uh, he is he, more going more for grounded, um, for a total story approach that is not dependent on cameos or, or, or cinematic universes. I mean, you know, Marvel's doing something different. Look, don't get me wrong, man. I, I don't, I'm not Marvel or DC. I just for good entertaining storytelling. I love spider No Way Home and I love the Batman. They are two different movies on their own with two different kind of tones, but it works for me. I'm not going to pick one over the other, so I'm excited to see whatever they want to do. But I do agree with my is that for this Batman movie, you know, it should be his own thing, make it a grounded crime noir thriller that he just keeps giving. Get creative with the villains, create a universe where this Batman learns, because, I mean, with, what I love the most about this Batman movie is also his character growth. You know, he learns that a yeah, fist is not gonna solve everything all the problems you need to you need to be more empathetic and listen to the plight of the people of, of citizens of god so yeah that's my take on the whole Batman stuff um regarding it um, but who would you like to see actually as a villain in the next Batman movie though if you are, you are to pick yourself all right moving on um now there have been so many you know there's so much TV, TV shows on on, um, on around now you know we have netflix dropping theirs so amazon's paramount apple plus peacock jesus there's so much to keep up with but one show that i was really really excited about and it kind of went to the heights for a long period of time understandably so because all the stars at the time i mean all the actors on this show then have basically become stars and i will talk about atlanta actually and atlanta is oh my god you know the, the thing about me is when someone asks me one what my favorite show is i don't have one like i just point to i actually prefer to break them down into genres like for example my favorite action tv series of all time is banshee that show is just amazing i just love the, the tone, the settings, the, the you know, it has got down feel where the city of Banshee itself is its own living and breathing character and there's so many interesting and intriguing side characters as well. Like, you know, my favorite comedy of all time is Silicon Valley. I can rewatch any episode, that I, I literally watched an episode, uh, episode of Silicon Valley while eating yesterday. So that show is just, I don't know, the writing is just too, too sharp and hilarious, you know, and then for like drama, you have like Breaking Bad. I watched that show at a very pivotal time of my life and it really stuck with me so Atlanta for me is one of those shows too so that for a particular genre it's just there you know and, and i just love it for what it is. Atlanta for me is like my most for me it's like my favorite i would say um variety show or let's say experimental. i don't know the perfect word to use for it because Atlanta itself is a mix of genre it's not a straight-up drama it's not a straight-up comedy although it's funny as fuck you know you have some surrealism there as well among other things so um i'm really excited man paper boy <laughs> oh my god Darius, and ah uh, dude show is so funny he has a bojack, ho- bojack horseman effect with degree where there are so many regular things happen like normal situations that are just funny because you can understand and relate to it now of course when atlanta debuted um donald glover also known as Charlie gambino was like the most popular person on the show although he's also the creator at the time you know brian tyree henry um zazie beats and even and also like stanfield where you know they were not superstars yet they, of course they were phenomenal actors already but then again this you know, season one happened, season two happened, and since then brian tyree henry went to do he appeared in joker it was in it was in internals in the upcoming bullet train you have like stanfield who has been in get out he was also, also seen the uh judas and the black messiah and then um, the had the fall so as the piece has gone on to deadpool 2 the had the fall and, and a lot of other, and even joker as well among other movies so these guys are really dead of course charlie gambino himself kind of i think he dropped an album so they've been too busy and i was actually really worried that the show was going to get cancelled but it's nice to hear that they actually have a final season they are able to wrap up this wrap up the uh do a third season and then wrap it up as a finale as a final season so i'm really excited for atlanta and if you haven't checked it out please do it's such a nuanced show the humor is very subtle and nuanced you know it's not in your face laugh 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 out loud but then you know the situations are very relatable as well great brilliant show all right let's just end today's one on this um now disney plus have been dropping you know a lot of star wars and marvel tv series and in the star wars realm we had the Mandalorian started it off, you know, and it was amazing. The Mandalorian Season 1 was great. Um, then The Mandalorian Season 2 came about and it kind of also doubled down and was also an awesome show. And they had a tease for The Book of Boba Fett, which I was really excited for because Boba Fett's introduction in The Mandalorian Season 2 was phenomenal. <sighs> Unfortunately though, um, The Book of Boba Fett was quite mediocre, in my opinion, generally speaking. It wasn't a bad show. I didn't hate it. Boy it was so below par. It could have been way better. Anyway, we got our first look now on the next Disney Plus Star Wars show, and that is Obi Wan Kenobi. Now I'm going to say this right off the bat. Um, first of all, I wasn't really that intrigued in his, interested in seeing his, his own spin off on him. I actually like the character in the, in the you know in the movies and even the animated movies, animated TV series. But I always felt like he's not the most interesting character although the timeline they're trying to put it so this so basically this should is going to take place after the brain of the seas, after it's kind of failed to stop anakin you know and then anakin becomes that veda and stuff like that so you know there's there's room for a lot of interesting things but um one gripe i have so far is this the same issue i would do book boba fett stop going back to tatooine for fuck's sake jesus like tatooine is one planet in a universe with billions of planets. Why do they keep going back to Tatooine? I don't get it, man. And it's just a it's just an arid desert land, you know, with yeah, some civilizations here and there. Even the spice that they're trying to talk about, we don't even see the effect. So I don't I don't have any connection to it. Now, of course, I'm still gonna keep an open mind because this trailer was awesome. Now that's one thing I'm gonna definitely cough up to. This trailer was really, really cool. Um we got this old one Kenobi in all his glory. Um, played being repri- um, with some in one reprising his role. We gonna kind of got confirmation of the story that I think, um, Hayden Christmas is going to come back as I don't know if he's going to come back as Anarchy on that Veda, but we know it's going to show up in the show now. The things that intrigued me the most in the trailer though, we're seeing the Inquisitors now. The Inquisitors are this special, um, I guess, hunting force kind of special Black Ops forces. I think that work for the Sith, they're usually sent to hunt Jedi, they're like Jedi hunters. More or less and they're not all human looking you know so they're also alien looking so in the animation in the animated like in rebels when you see them you kind of like you know uh you take it into you know, like okay i understand what this guy looks like it's i mean they're aliens but they see them in life actually is a be funny i'm not gonna lie like the grand inquisitor in the animation has a long oblong head which is not humanly possible obviously and then you see the person in this show <laughs> having a regular size head but it's kind of funny because it has this makeup and everything that makes it look big but anyway that's besides the point but it's, it's cool to see inquisitors on live action actually I've, i like the aesthetic actually the kind of black sleek kind of um outfits they wear and they are they are what they call lightsabers that they spin around like a helicopter <laughs> to even use it to fly which is kind of funny but you know it's kind of cool anyway uh but the thing is if you watch star wars rebels you know how most of these inquisitors kind of face i believe it's is it the ninth brother or the seventh brother or the fifth brother also appears in this is this hawking inquisitor yeah so you know i, I already have a, kind of an, have an idea of which inquisitors, prob- inquisitors probably gonna survive at the end of Man- of obi-wan kenobi TV series but all in all i actually really like this show it, it looks it looks really cool um sticking on a, on a slightly different kind of genre yeah it still has that Western vibe but it's kind of Mixed in with like um, this kind of town drama, which I think Boba Fett was trying to go for, but in my opinion failed. So I'm really there was this really nice shootout on the on the rooftop, that looks really cool. I really hope this show delivers, man, because Disney can kind all of, you know Disney. In my opinion, the Star Wars TV series. There's so much more coming. We still have the Acolytes coming. We still have um, Asoka coming. We still have um andor which i'm really intrigued about and among other things i think rock squadron is kind of on on hiatus for now so this show needs to be really good man so that you know they can justify this retreading of you know star wars legacy characters and things like that but anyway let me know what you guys think so far though what are your thoughts on the on the coming obi-wan kenobi trailer what are your thoughts on the atlanta season 3 which by the way yeah second place in europe which <laughs> i'm really excited to see how goofy and crazy things are in this and then uh, what are your thoughts on the batman spin-offs both the Arkham Asylum tv series and also the penguin tv series let me let me know what you guys think you can follow me on twitter at darth_meth. underscore meth that's at d a r t h Underscore M E T H can kind of drop me, drop comments under this, um, link and things like that. You can also send me a voice note if, if, you're, if you're inclined. I'm really had time to set up more channels to kind of post podcast, but you can also check me out on Spotify at in these current times as it's spelled. And as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Till next time, stay safe and stay tuned.